Well, welcome to Experiencing the Truth. We're back again with another life-changing principle. Next to me is Pastor Taylor Apple. Alex is on vacation and he didn't want to come back to do this episode uh, that we're going to do today. So we want to welcome you in as we talk about another uh, truth that we can experience in our life. And, and I know for many of you, what we're going to talk about today is one of those yep. things we don't like to talk about. Yep. And it really is a key to so many things in uh -huh. our life, so many yeah. breakthroughs in our life. If yeah. you've... If you've been a person that says, you know, I read the Bible and it says that we can move mountains mm -hmm. again and again, that nothing's impossible for us, that uh, we can do the supernatural if we agree together, mm -hmm. it's all possible for us to see. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, I've done that. Yeah. I believe that yeah. that can happen, but it's not actually happening in my life. Mm. Uh, this really is a key, I believe, that will change your life. And it's yeah. really one of those disciplines that I think many of us know about. I don't yep. know that we totally believe that Definitely. it does what the Bible says it does. Or even understand what it is. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And and because we don't fully understand mm -hmm. it or really recognize it, how prevalent we see it in the Bible, mm -hmm. uh, I think for in, in many ways we've uh, just kind of ignored it. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true. I think it's one of those, you know, this whole everything we do is built on faith right mm -hmm. like this whole our whole belief is built on a trust in something we don't see and the trust comes first first and then later comes the experience the knowledge and mm -hmm. but first you trust in your faith and and what we're talking about today is one of those things because because it's one of those you know you do it and then you see the fruit from it right you hear about it you do it and then you see the fruit from it and uh we're talking about fasting yeah so that's the the principle today talking about fasting and 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 your experience our experience with fasting i don't know about you but fasting for me uh growing up or, or in different leadership places i've been at it's sort of been wrapped up wrong mm -hmm. uh it's been wrapped up to be almost like um you know, you fast and then you write down a list of expectations uh, as you're mm -hmm. as you're fasting. And, and those expectations, that's what you're asking God for. And you're giving up something so you can gain something. Right. But is that what fasting is? Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people think that um, that if I want to get something in my life, I got to manipulate God mm -hmm. uh, to be good. And God's mm -hmm. a good God because that's without who he is not, without yeah. us ever fasting. Um, fasting, I really believe, is something that uh, it actually changes us. It changes mm. how we believe. It changes our perspective. And it's quite common in the scriptures. I mean, you mm -hmm. see it all the time. Have, has there been a time in your life where you've seen fasting really kind of move a mountain in your life because we're we're really going to talk a lot about mountain moving faith and there's there's got to be something that separates this thing we call a relationship with christ from religion yeah. and religion is really about us just behaving well and trying to please this unpleasable god you mm -hmm. know we're trying everything we can mm -hmm. to please him almost like anything we can to get him to do what we want mm -hmm. him to do in our life and yeah. the bible really talks about like like legitimately it says again and again matthew 17 20 says so jesus said to them because of your unbelief for for unsuredly i say to you if you have mm. faith as a mustard seed you will see this mountain move yeah. from here to there and it will move and nothing mm -hmm. will be impossible for you that's that's a pretty amazing verse that nothing will be impossible and that doesn't sound like a god that's trying mm -hmm. to keep us from seeing impossible things in mark eleven twenty two, it says then jesus answered and said to them have faith in god for assuredly i say to you whoever says to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those thing in those things he says will be done and he will have whatever he says mm. luke 17 says he replied if you have faith as small as a mustard seed which is pretty small say to this mulberry tree be uprooted and planted in sea mm -hmm. and it will obey you you know it, 
these are all things God, mm-hmm. like Jesus, the Son of God, is right. telling He's us, quite letters. frankly, promising us. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we can't trust in this promise, how do we trust in the promise that yeah. we're going to spend an eternity in heaven? You know, yeah. and yet so many Christians, I think, are living their life making excuses of why we're not seeing this happen in our life. Mm. Where where have you kind of seen seen some mountains move in your life? Yeah. Well, and I was I was literally talking to somebody about that yesterday that we were talking about Acts in the book of Acts, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Why am I?" You know, he and and this guy's a new believer, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You know, why I want to? I'm picturing myself doing these things that I see, you know, the early disciples doing, but it's like, why am I not? Why are we not seeing that in the church? Right. Why are not we not seeing it now? Why are we not seeing mountains being moved now? I think there's places that that happen, and I think there's spaces, and I think we do see those things. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I think we discredit in our faith is the the role that fasting plays in our faith. Yeah, right. Because we both know fasting isn't. It's not a list of rules to get God to do something, and and it's not just to change how you look. Right. It's to change how you see. Mm-hmm. Right, it's yeah. to change your perspective of things, and I know for me, fasting, prayer, all that. Uh, you know, when I've gone through those times, I count back, I look back. I think in the moment, I think it's the enemy that's told me like, this is a waste of time. You know what I mean? In the mm-hmm. moment, the enemy's like, nothing's happening. But when I look back and I account, I'm like, those are the moments that God has spoken to me the most. Those are the times where I fasted and God broke chains in my life and did things in my life and moved mountains. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then even uh, at our campus, I'm at Apple Valley campus and and the prayer and fasting events that we've had uh, the past year and a half, the, the couple we've had, each time we saw multiple healings, we saw words being given, we saw miracles happen. And every time after our church grew, Mm-hmm. Every time there there was a direct correlation. We do a prayer and fasting week where we you know pray in the morning six thirty seven thirty do services in the evening. We did that in January and August, and at both times after a couple months after, the church exploded, and it, and I believe it's because we changed us through yeah. fasting. Right, that fasting moved us, and our faith increased, and it, and it grew. You know what I'm saying. How have you seen that in your life with, with well, fasting? Well, you know, on? it's interesting because I think um, for m- most Christians that uh, they view fasting almost they're intimidated by it. Yeah. Like, how how can how could I fast? I mean, will you die if you fast? I mean, you, <laughs> you're not eating food because I think in many ways we we love the concept of fasting uh, things that are not food. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if you stop right. and take a look at it, even in our culture today, we don't teach our kids to fast because kids can't fast. I mean, that would be horrible for them to fast. Right. And yet, when do we learn to fast, that principle? Uh-huh. And, and even in concert with that, I think because of grace, which is an incredible gift, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't think, I think we become incredibly lazy and disobe- disobedient mm. because we have, we make grace an excuse for not doing what God's called us to. Yeah. And, and then when we don't experience the thing God wants us to experience, we explain it away. Mm. And, you know, fasting was something that God commanded us to do and be a part of. Yeah. And for most Christians, they're intimidated by it. Right. And, and even in a corporate setting, we'll yeah. resist doing it corporately. And yet the Bible talks about us doing it individually. Yeah. And there really are two kinds of fasts. There's the fast that we do when we do it together with others. And then yeah. there are the fasts we do when no one knows we're doing them, right. that we're doing them because uh, of different reasons. Uh, and w- yeah, prompting, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there, but there are there is one specific reason I'm going to want to talk about yeah. today, in in regards to fasting and how important it is to our life. And and there are things maybe you're going through in your yeah. life, and this is just for you. You've been looking for a key, like you know it's there. Um, you've seen God move. You've seen God yeah. do incredible yeah. things in your life. But for some reason, there's an area of your life that's not shifting. Maybe it's in your marriage, and it just isn't getting better, or or your health or finances. Mm-hmm. I mean, you feel like you're doing all of those things, but mm-hmm. it's just not getting better. And and we see that too in the scripture, um, and and we look at it in Matthew with the uh, de- demonized son. 
you know, Jesus goes up to the uh, Mount of Transfiguration. He meets with Moses and Elijah, and he's with a mm -hmm. few of the disciples, and he's on a, like a high. Right. And then he comes down, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, the disciples that are there. They want to build a tent. <laughs> right, right. They're down, the, yeah, the disciples that were with him want to build a tent, but yeah. they come down to the valley where yeah. the rest of the disciples are mm -hmm. at, and and there is all hell breaking loose down there. So there, mm -hmm. here's, a, here's a father up on the mountaintop, pleased with his son, and they come down into the valley where there's a father concerned about his son <laughs> because the disciples aren't able to do uh yeah. aren't able to uh, help his son who is uh struggling and having seizures or at least that's what they were they were looking at and having seizures and jesus comes down to the scene i mean you can just yeah. imagine what that's like when he comes right. down there mm -hmm. and uh after this mountaintop experience right yeah and so he gets down there and and um this the the father comes to jesus and he says hey I, I've had your disciples uh, coming to pray for my son, but they can't help him. Is yeah. there anything you can do? Hmm. And and Jesus makes a pretty big statement. He, he, he replies this way. He says, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so here's this boy. Now, these disciples had done miracles before. Yeah, right. This is the first time they did yep. miracles. In fact, yep. earlier on, it says that they had done many miracles, that they had yep. cast out many demons. But in this situation, for something, some reason, um, the same people who had done yep. miracles and cast out demons and done all yep. of this stuff before weren't able to do it yep. in this situation. And Jesus says, how long shall I bring it with you? And he says, bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon. It came out of the boy and he was healed in that moment. The yeah. disciples came to Jesus in private because they don't want to talk about it later. Like, why couldn't we drive it out? Yeah. And this is what he replied, because you have so little faith. Now, which is, is strange to me because the Bible then later says, Jesus says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, yep. which is just tiny. a, so what what he was saying was yeah. like, you a legitimate, tiny bit of faith. Yeah, 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 you had no faith hardly because yeah. you could barely see uh, the faith of a mustard. If it's the size of a mustard, yep. you can barely see that. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, you have so little faith. And he says, truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and move and nothing will be impossible yeah. with yeah. you. So Jesus is talking about yeah. a faith that is so small mm -hmm. uh, that's that you just need a, a little yeah. concentration of it, and it's going to move the mountains in our life. And yeah. and and so, how do you get that kind yeah. of faith? Yeah. You know, where do you go to get yeah. that kind that, of faith? And it's just a, it's a tiny bit of faith. Yeah, like it's such a small amount. They're like, well, I just have to believe a little bit right. to get that right. faith. Right? It's just a small, tiny bit. What would if you could speculate? For this story in Matthew 17, what's the di like? Why would the disciples be at one point be able to do something like that, and in this moment not? You know what I mean? Yeah, you know it, it's interesting. Um, it, Jesus ends up saying to them that some things come out by prayer and fasting, mm -hmm. and I, I think fasting is one of those disciplines that was a very common thing for them that mm -hmm. isn't very common for us because fasting does a whole lot uh in us mm -hmm. when we really deny ourselves yeah um because fasting really goes at the most selfish part of us which yeah. is the soul part mm -hmm. of us our mind our will our emotions i do what i want to do mm -hmm. i i feel what i want to feel and i think what i want to think yeah and fasting is really causing your soul to submit to your spirit yeah uh which is god's desire for my life what is god feel yeah. for my life what does god think for my life what does yeah. god want to do in my life and when we when we align our will with his will then things tend to move in our life and break free yeah. what, what's interesting is in in this story where jesus says some things come out by prayer and fasting i think what happens is there's many times where we try to intellectually stir up faith mm. Like, yeah. uh, dude, you just have to have faith. Right. Like there's an And then that, just suddenly faith springs right. up or something. That, yeah, 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 like really you're the source right. that, so I think what happens is when we read that, 
He says, you need to have faith as a mustard mm-hmm. seed. They had faith. Mm-hmm. They had faith. They had went out and healed people many yeah. times before. Yeah. So when he says, uh, ye of little faith, mm-hmm. all you need is faith of a mustard seed, then what yeah. was the faith that they were operating in Right. when they were healing the people yeah. and casting out demons earlier on in Matthew? And I think Charles Price says something that really identifies um, what often happens for, for many of us because I think we believe that like I'm the source to my faith, like yeah. I generate my faith. When in reality, the faith, that, that faith that, that's like a mustard seed that can move mountains is not a faith that um, comes from inside of me. Yeah. It's a faith that really flows from God to me, from the Holy Spirit to yeah. me. Yeah. And kind of, you know, opens up our heart. You know, there are really three types of faith. There's the salvation faith, where we believe that Christ died on the cross for my sins. And then there's the uh, a, a faith okay. to serve. And serve the salvation faith. faith is the belief in Christ and that he right. died for us. That's the faith you're talking right. about. Right, okay. that we put our faith, yeah. we choose, and I believe that Jesus, when he died yes. on the cross, it was for our, me. And that's our choice of right. faith, yeah. Right, and we activate our faith to believe yeah. that's true. We get a revelation of that, and we believe it's true. Yeah. Beyond knowing it, I experience that, where yes. condemnation no longer has a root in my life right. because I, I firmly persuaded that he's, he's done that in me. And then there's it's a faith to serve. Uh, a serving hmm. faith, and it says that we we have to have faith that when I'm serving, it's more than just getting something here. Like yes. I'm doing it for something else. So Eternity. whenever I serve, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's an eternal faith. And then there's a supernatural faith, hmm. and a supernatural faith is the faith that God gives us to do incredible things mm-hmm. way beyond. Like He just He puts it in us that he is the alpha and omega yeah there is no faith before him there's no faith after him yeah like literally i draw power and i draw my faith from him because Mm -hmm. he either speaks it into my heart he releases it into me to believe for things that i would never believe for in the flesh yeah but because he's released it in me i am completely and fully persuaded in it yeah there's a confidence which and, faith is assurance and what we hope for evidence yeah. of things not seen right it's an assurance and that only comes from the holy spirit and you can't where, manufacture right that up. and where do you get it so if you're sitting there and go well i need a, i need that kind of faith for my family right. where does it come from i really believe when we set aside our like our selfish soulish desires mm-hmm. and we begin to fast mm-hmm. we humble ourselves and bring us to a point where we become more in tune yeah. with the holy spirit and we yeah. tend to open the door because we're yeah. so in tune with him we open the door yeah. to, to understanding that in our life uh-huh. um, um, for for instance, if you had come up to me and you said, "Well, I need to get healed," mm-hmm. um, oh yeah, brother, I'll just pray for you, and we go to pray. Uh, you know, we really never stop. Mm-hmm. We really never stop and say, "Okay, God, how should I pray for this guy?" Hmm. Like, I don't want to pray the way I've just always prayed. Mm-hmm. When we fast, we get to that point in that frequency. Yeah. It kind of brings us back to that frequency again yeah. and again so that we hear yeah. how I should pray for you. Yeah. And I think the greatest results we get in prayer is when we first ask God, okay, God, yeah. what's up with what this should dude? I pray for? How yeah. should I pray for this guy? And that doesn't mean there, there aren't times where, where the Lord said this is going to happen because you can look through the Old Testament and say in, 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 uh, you know, in Jonah's day, he was going to do this, and they mm-hmm. prayed and fasted, and God changed his mind. Yeah. Um, but w- we at least know how to pray for that person with yeah. power and authority. Yeah, and then the, the fasting part strips away the... Because a lot of times, you know, I found it when I try to hear, listen, even pray to God, right? Mm-hmm. If I just come in and I try to do that, in me, there's a block. Yeah. <laughs> there's, it literally feels like... You know, I heard, you know, when, when Jesus talks about how like there's a, he's a, he's a well, right? Bubbling up from within life and water, right? I almost picture like that there's a well within us. And sometimes that well is just like, it's like capped yeah. with busyness, with distractions, with all these kinds of things. 
and fasting, it strips away us taking care of us. Yeah. Right? And puts our faith, the faith we're talking about, in someone, something else. That right. it, it takes away that that cap and, and our spirit comes out, right? It's, right? it's depriving ourselves of something physical to put our trust, our faith in something spiritual. Right. And and I think we, we where we where we fall short is we say, Well, I have grace, so I have unmerited right. favor. I don't need to fast because God's just gonna do it. Right. That's just and yet God commands us to do it. Right. And we'll we'll show in the scripture where it says that because <coughs> You know, it, I think it's a scary thing to use grace mm-hmm. as an excuse to be disobedient to what yeah. Christ is telling us to do. Right, yeah. And I, and I think we become very lazy yeah. because we feel grace just covers all our disobedience. Yeah. And, and the reality is, yeah, you may be a believer in Christ, you may be going to heaven, but yeah. grace didn't set us up to be disobedient. Grace yeah. gave us the ability to obey yeah. the word. And so people who say, well, I, I just struggle with fasting, I just don't wanna fast. I think we have to They're understand- missing out on something. <laughs> right, and we have grace. Yeah. Grace enables us right. to fast. Right, so you can have grace, but not live the the life to the full that God intended for right. you. Right, and you're like, well, where, I don't know why all these scriptures aren't being fulfilled. Well, you have to obey <laughs> yeah. what he's telling you to do. And you know, we talked about that in water baptism. If your first act after coming to Christ was to disobey what he told you to do, yeah. the rest of your walk with Christ is probably going to uh, mm-hmm. Emulate that those mm-hmm. attitudes. Like yeah. I get to choose. Yeah. We we are very much a democracy mindset where yeah. we feel like I get to do what I want to do. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the saying now, um, I was sitting with the children's pastors, that schools are teaching kids, my body, my choice. I mean, there is an utter disregard for anything else, any authority in their life, any wisdom in their life outside of what they want. It's my body, it's my choice, I'm gonna do what I want, Mm -hmm. and thank you God for the free gift, but Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna listen to anything. And if we disobey the principles of life that he gives us, we're not gonna experience life just because we're saved by grace. And I think it's really hard for us sometimes uh, to read scripture and actually get it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like when when uh, it was written and you talk about the kingdom of God, right? right? You could understand it at that time. You could get the kingdom because everybody understood that concept. If right. the king walked in the room, you bow down, right? right? You got right. excited, right? Nowadays, when we talk about the kingdom of God, we're lucky if someone raises their hand to worship on a Sunday yeah, or yeah. fast or, you know what I right, mean? It's, right. We don't understand these principles sometimes because We've made it so much about my freedom, right. and you're saying my choice, right? But that's right. not the kingdom of God. When we give our lives to Jesus and we believe and confess, right, then our whole life is underneath submission to God. Right. And even I was talking with this guy recently, he's wrestled with the Holy Spirit, and I had him read through Acts. And I mean, he said, it's crazy. He's like, I, I've read Acts, but I never actually like thought about the Holy Spirit. And he's like, I'm reading it now, and I'm, re- I'm realizing like, the Holy Spirit's talked about. A lot. At, yeah, he's like every single time. And he's like, how have I read this and not no, actually even wanted yeah. to get baptized in the Holy Spirit or thought about that or talked about it, you know? And and then and then he gets to this point where uh, it's the, um, uh, the Jews in Jerusalem came together. They're wanting the Gentiles to be circumcised, right? They come together and Paul's, Paul came back from his missionary mm-hmm. journey to talk with them about it. And, and he's like, let's not put more restrictions on them. You know what I mean? And this friend of mine who's new to the faith is like, well, they, they just want to put more law on them. They want to put more restrictions on them. And, and, then, he, and then they ended up saying, right, like, you know, refrain from strangled. Uh, right. Yeah. And then sexual immorality and, and one other thing. And, uh, and, and, and he's like, they were just trying to put law. And he's like, am I supposed to, like, you know, live this stuff out? And, and realize, you know, so if Christ came... To give life and life abundant, right? That this life is this law that we've been given. These these things in here in Scripture that we've been given, they're meant to give us life, right? Yeah, you're right. Grace, we're always forgiven, whatever. But we're missing out on so much that God has intended for us. That if we'll take Him at His word and believe, it will produce in us, right? Yeah. And so, like fasting, it's one of those things where, you know. 
we don't do it because it's an inconvenience, right? And and I mean, it's starting to make its way into Hollywood. When I think well, fast, I think of The Rock and stuff like that, and and well, they're starting to do that stuff. But it's totally different than. Well, Spiritual yeah, I fasting. mean, if you're just fasting, you're dieting. It's yeah. fasting and prayer. Uh, I think uh, something that, um, you know, as we take a look at fasting, fasting is not part of the law. Fasting was pre-law. Yeah. It's, it's like tithing. Fasting, fasting was before the law. Mm. So when they say fasting is the law or that was part of the law, it really wasn't. Yeah. It was part of the it was part of the principles in the creation of the planet. Christians are mm. not the only people who fast. Fasting and prayer is something that um, many people exercise. Whether it's Islam or yeah. other, yeah. there's there's fasting because it was a it, there's something that occurs in fasting uh, that allows you to ta tap into one of two yeah. realms. Yeah. One of two realms, whether it's mm -hmm. a evil demonic realm or the kingdom yeah. of God, it allows you to really connect with that. And when you look at scripture and you see, um, throw the, you, you speak to these mountains <coughs> and you can throw them into the sea. You say, well, how do you have that kind of faith? How do you, how do you do that? Well, you've got to have the faith of a mustard seed. Well, how mm -hmm. do you get to faith of a mustard seed? The key is really fasting because mm -hmm. your perception has yeah. to change and you really have to see God and hear God in a different mm -hmm. way. Charles Price, because it's not something you just stir up. You're like, you don't right. work it up. Right. Charles Price said something, and this is an evangelist that would travel throughout the country uh, many years ago and saw tons of miracles take place. And he, and he said this, and it's, it's pretty long, but I'm gonna read it. It says, when we try to believe ourselves into an experience, we are getting into a metaphysical realm, but faith is spiritual, warm and vital. It lives and throbs. Its power is irresistible, and when it's imparted to the heart by the Lord, it's with the heart that man believes unto righteousness. Heart belief, heart belief, opens the door of communication between us and the Lord, and a divinely imparted faith becomes possible. Price reminded his readers of the Lord's admonition of that a mere mustard seed portion of faith is sufficient for a Herculean task. As for the methods of positive confession teaching, Price found them dangerous. He writes, the mistake with many people has been that they have confused their own ability to believe for the faith which is of God to sit down and repeat over and over and over again, I am healed, I am healed, I am healed, I am healed, is not only unscriptural, but extremely dangerous and spiritually uh, dangerous. Price stressed that faith is simply not intellectual. Rather, it is a deep consciousness, a lively imparted to the heart of a man that is done. Price provides accounts of various persons who came to him for prayer, many of whom he could see before ever praying for them, whether or not they possessed the faith to be, because it's something mm -hmm. in them. Yep. In other words, all true faith begins and ends in him. Yep. It does not say that he is the author and the finisher of his faith alone, but it states that he is the author and finisher of my faith yep. and your faith. Yeah. Like God is the one who begins. He's the Alpha and Omega. Remember mm -hmm. that faith acts, but the act comes from faith rather than faith from the act. That is mm -hmm. why it is very easy to step over the borderline from the faith God imparts into the realm of presumption, mm -hmm. where we start thinking that it really is our faith. So yeah. if we want the faith to move mountains, yeah then there are things in order to sustain that kind of faith. Hmm. You know, uh, because God isn't gonna build his glory on a foundation that cannot sustain us. Right. And if we're going to be a foundation, to right? Yeah. If we're gonna be a foundation to sustain any things beyond anything we could ask or imagine, there's yeah. certain disciplines that we put in place that protect mm, us. Yeah. And and yeah. Th to have that kind of faith requires um humility. Yeah. 
to be able to understand so that yeah. when those things happen, it doesn't mm. become about us and we end up taking the glory from God yeah. when those things take place in our life, but that there is a humility. Yeah. And what fasting does is begins to produce a humility in us. It's yeah. the key yeah. uh, that is attained when we fast. Yeah, it's key to that that change of perspective. You know, James four ten, humble yourself in the in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. Right? right. Humility is key to number one our faith, but key to fasting. Even Psalm sixty nine ten, uh, uh, David said, "When I wept and humbled my soul with fasting, it became my reproach. Right. When I made sackcloth my clothing." sackcloth isn't a three-piece suit right right that's pretty low like yeah. and 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 you have to go pretty low and 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 then even in joel 2 and I, and i really thought this was this was such a good scripture uh when it talks about this in verse 12 even now declares the lord return to me with all your heart with fasting and weeping and mourning so there's a desperation there right yeah. there's something inside there's a desperation there it says rend your heart and not your garments it's talking about you know when when things would go wrong and they start fasting right they'd rip their their clothes and their garments as a sign of frustration or desperation yeah. and and what the lord is saying here is rend your heart not your garments that that when we fast the humility inside of us it changes something in our hearts mm -hmm. and that what it, that's what allows the change of perspective is because we go low you know when when we're when we're going through our everyday lives and we got people encouraging us, you know, building us up, you know, gassing us up, right? We get excited. We think we're something. Mm -hmm. And in fasting, you, you, be, you begin to strip those things away and you, you literally place yourself in a posture of yeah. humility. Yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, we all have a perception of what pride is. Yeah. And, and it usually isn't us right it's, it's other people right? right yeah that person has pride yeah. i don't have pride. and we point yeah, out yeah, yeah. we point out that pride like yeah, yeah that you know i see how they talked about themselves you see how they're acting that's pride and it's easy to get in that place like you you read uh god opposes the proud mm. but he gives grace to the humble and i think there are times in our life and why so many of us are not seeing the supernatural is because we're being opposed by supernatural. It's not pushing us. What it's, do you mean by that? Can you break that down? Well, so, you know, we, we believe that God is always behind us, pushing us, pushing us. He isn't going to push your disobedience. Mm -hmm. When we disobey what God is really calling us to, we're really acting in a proud way. Mm -hmm. When we think we're the source to everything in our life. Now mm -hmm. we say, no, I'm not the source. God's the source in my life. But when we act like we're yeah. the source, yeah. when when we don't acknowledge his presence, yeah. we're that actually is pride. Mm -hmm. When we attack who we are and we tear ourselves down, that yeah. actually is pride. Mm -hmm. God is opposing that in our life. And what fasting does when we fast and why it should be an, a, a regular thing in our week you said what I, like we do it twice a twice a year corporately <laughs> you do it twice a year but even even in the bible it talks about this and and i want to and i want to show you this because jesus said says this in matthew chapter six he's, he says matthew chapter six <laughs> it says when you pray when you pray when when you pray yeah and not he, if you pray yeah, yeah when. when you pray and then he, and then he tells them how yeah. they should pray when they pray yeah. and i think every christian would agree that the expectation of christ was when you come to him when you experience yeah. god you're going to talk to god you're going to yeah, pray, pray every yeah. you know on a regular basis and, say that's fair. and i think most people would agree that it's a daily thing that it's something you do daily and no one would argue with that because we recognize that this is a relationship and mm -hmm. so when we pray well if you go further down in the same chapter to verse 16 just 10 verses later he says moreover when you fast and then proceeds to say mm -hmm. that you should fast like this yeah. again using the same words when you pray he says when you fast i think the part we don't want to believe is that his expectation is that yeah. this will be a general activity yeah. 
in the life of a believer yeah. because we recognize in the world we're living in, it is easy to get proud yeah. because our culture is very narcissistic. You know, it's funny to me because often the very people who attack everyone else for being narcissists are narcissists. <laughs> Uh, they they get upset and angry. You know, you often yeah. find that the very thing that makes you mad about yeah, someone else is the well. very thing that you struggle yourself. That's right. And narciss we are in a very narcissistic culture. We have always been mm -hmm. in a very narcissistic mm -hmm. culture. It just looks different. Right. And fasting is the thing that brings us back to humility. It brings mm. us low. Yeah. That when we fast, yep. we're we're literally and and you. Think Think about it the most narcissistic part of us is our soul mm -hmm. it's what where we think My it's where emotions. we feel mm -hmm. and it's where we determined in our will yeah when we fast we're we're commanding those things to to take a back seat yeah and and you know there is a there's a lawyer who uh, had to, uh, you know i had preached on uh, uh, fasting a number of years ago and uh, in fact, it was a quite a while ago, and there was a lawyer that happened to be there, and they came up, and uh, he was a young man. He says, you know, this fasting thing, it doesn't make sense to me. He says, but I'm going to try it. So he went out, and he started fasting that day, and it was a horrible day. He said, he goes, he's like, man, all day long, food was showing up, and that's what happens. I mean, when you're fasting, you all yeah. people are dropping food off at your workplace and all that. And he yeah. said, "In my, it's just tough." You smell Chick Fil A everywhere. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you know how it is. Yeah, uh -huh. whatever it is you love. Uh -huh. And and then he gets to the end of the day, and he says, "Stomach, you have been horrible today. Yeah. You have treated me terribly. You've been a terrorist to me. So I'm going to punish you, and we're going to fast tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> you know, making his stomach because. Uh, uh, your stomach is a an incredible slave, but it makes a terrible master. That's right. That's right. And you have to master it. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, they're so intimidated by it. And you, you and once you recognize yeah. the impact, when you truly believe, yeah, that when I fast on a weekly basis, I'm going to experience more breakthrough in my life. Yeah. At a greater measure than. Uh, I ever did before I started fasting. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because it humbles me. Yeah. And when it humbles me, mm -hmm. it puts all of heaven's force and grace and all of the favor of God behind me, and it pushes me into the breakthrough. Mm. And it causes me to see things differently, and I believe releases that supernatural faith in me, which is yeah. why you see so many incredible things. You don't see mm. it any other time, but you see yeah. it while you're fasting. That To see mountains thrown into the sea, to see things yeah. that were immovable, supernatural yeah. things taking place. Yeah, it's, and, it's like a primer. It's right. an intensifier in you. But mm. if you don't have spiritual leaders, experiencing it and doing it mm. they're not talking about it yeah so it's like me yep. i'm not fasting you're not fasting right i'm not going to tell you to fast because i don't want to fast right i mean so you don't tell me so we're just like i don't want to do it perpetually That's kind of, keeping each other in that situation right yep. let's mm -hmm. ignore it and pretend like we don't know anything about it yeah and then and then then maybe god will do whatever he's doing because we're ignorant yeah of it. we just don't know the the reality is that's just stupid like those are things God's called us to. There's yeah. like tools He's put in our tool belt yeah. that, to become part of our weekly discipline, mm -hmm. uh, where we say, you know what? One, I, I, you know, I'm I'm just gonna fast this day every week, and and instead of complaining about all these things that never change in my life, yeah. I'm actually gonna do battle with them through fasting. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna take this opportunity. I'm gonna go to the Lord and say, God, will you help me to fast? Will you give me not yeah. only the faith to believe supernatural? Will you give me the faith yeah. to actually fast? Yeah, and I think you know a lot of people will immediately start thinking logically. Well, what is that actually gonna do for me? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What is that? And the, and even just saying that, what is that gonna do for me, <coughs> right? And and that's immediately what starts going. But the belief needs to needs to precede, the faith needs to precede 
the logic, right? It needs right. to go before, and then later you see the blessing. And a right. lot of times I've seen when I fast, it's not usually in that time I see the blessing. Like I talked about, you know, the church growing from that. It was a month later. It was, you know, but yeah, I saw oh, the yeah. immediate effect coming out of that, the the faith building. You know, even the early church, they were encouraged. I was reading today, they were encouraged to fast on Wednesdays and Fridays. Mm-hmm. Twice a week they were encouraged to fast. And that that was just something they did. <laughs> well, I can't you, even imagine that. <laughs> you know, in in all of this, as we're going through the experience of of the truth, there are a lot of things I'm looking at, and as I'm I'm getting deeper in study of those things, I'm discovering. I and I've said this to you guys. Um, I we have become so lazy mm. in this walk with Christ, mm-hmm. and made grace the excuse, mm. and. And when you start to research, as you're talking about, as we were looking at fasting, I mean, you see so many things where fasting was the thing that moved God. Yeah. Uh, like, for instance, in King Ahab, who was considered to be the, the most evil king yeah. over all the other com- kings combined. Yeah. If you combined all of the evil of the kings and put bad. them in one, Ahab would be worse, mm-hmm. right? And it's funny because in verse uh, chapter 21 of 1 King uh, through 29, it says, but there was no one like Ahab who sold himself to do wickedness in the sight of the Lord because Jezebel, Jezebel his wife, stirred him up. And he, be- that sounds like maybe some situations, yeah. right? <laughs> and he behaved very uh, terribly in following idols according to all that the Amorites had done, whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. So it was. Now li- listen to this. Ahab heard those words that he tore, like he was going, like he was going to be, he was going to die. The Lord had said to him, "Because of the way you've acted, you're done. Mm-hmm. You will be removed." And when he heard how how what was going to happen to him it says that he heard those words that he tore his clothes put on sackcloth on his body and then fasted and lay in sackcloth and went about mourning and went and this is the this is the most evil yeah. of people recorded in the bible it says, and the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite saying, see how Ahab has humbled himself before me? So mm. what the Lord did there yeah. was he, he literally correlated how fasting is tied to humility. Yeah. When, when you read that in, yeah. in David, that literally if I'm going to be humble, it's gonna come yeah. really through the act of fasting, yeah. making the decision that I see how humility yeah. will prosper my life um, and and the way I get there is through fasting. Like yeah. like I'm gonna start to fast because it causes me to go low. It causes yeah. me to recognize I am not the source of my yeah. life. I'm not the source of those things. And 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 literally Ahab is not, does not experience what God was gonna do because he fasted. Mm. And I think it's so cool. Like. Humility, if I could say it this way, like it, it almost catches the attention of God. It's not like his attention is not on us, but it's yeah. attractive to him. You know yeah, what I mean? Right, like right. it's something like because Ahab was humble, yep. God then responded, right? And that humility, that saying, and, and I mean, that's faith, right? right? I am not God. You are God. You are what I worship. I don't worship me. Getting rid of the pride and the laziness right. and stuff like that, that get in the way. That's attractive to God. Right. The, the, and the key to that humility, when he laid it down, when he laid down his life, I mean, even as bad as he was, the yeah. key was fasting. Yeah. That brought in, the it, that literally helped his perspective grow to see yeah. what he was doing. Same with Jonah. When he went to Jonah, it said that he told the Jonah that they were going to be destroyed, and the king and the people, even the animals mm-hmm. fasted yeah. and they begin to fast before the Lord and when God saw them the humility that they were yeah. showing what were they doing they were fasting when God saw their humility what were they doing they were fasting mm-hmm. when God saw their humility mm-hmm. he relented mm-hmm. uh, from destroying uh, uh, Nineveh yeah. and 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 another story with Esther Esther said listen I'm gonna go to the king but we need <coughs> king but we need to fast for three days yeah. before i go there you may not fully understand why fasting you may not understand that but there are so many illustrations 
and mm-hmm. truth that yeah. of what fasting does. We yeah. know that the number one thing that will occur when you begin to fast is humility. Mm. And if all you do is fast twice a year in a corporate setting. Right, because you've been told to. Right, because yeah. you've been told to. <laughs> you, you may fast during that period of time, but you don't recognize how far we get from the yeah. hum- humble thinking. The, the, the attitude yeah. of humility. And fasting is we go out into a world that's narcissistic, into a world that's very proud in yeah. a very casual way. Like yeah. you don't recognize it, a very subtle pride, and it gets on us. Yeah. And we literally come back, and why do we fast? It's really the point of reorientating or recalibrating our mind yeah. to begin to think in a humble way. And when yeah. you're when you're humble, you don't get offended. Mm-hmm. When you're humble, you 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 see things clearer, yes. and it's that spirit that God prospers. Yeah, and I, I I almost feel like a lot of us are just living uh, with just you know as we're talking about this, mm-hmm. like we're living without a without a limb, right? <laughs> that this spiritual discipline we've been given, like I get the picture of like like a lawnmower, right? You know, like a push lawnmower that. You, you don't realize that has, you know, the bar that has the motor in it that it'll just pull you along. You're just trying to push right. it, you know what I mean? Not realizing there's a motor right. that can accelerate what you're doing, but you're you're not taking advantage of it. Right. You're working double as hard, not doing anything. You know what I mean? And, and don't you think, <laughs> you know, fasting, I think we become experts of uh, when it gets tough, I'll just settle with what I get, mm. you know, like, you know, I'm way, you know, I'm overweight and I don't want to do the work to, the, to go to the gym. They always say the, the heaviest weight you'll ever lift is the front door to a gym mm. and uh, opening the front door to a gym. <laughs> the, the, the reality is, yeah. is we're very content with just dealing with what we get yeah. because I don't want to do the hard thing. And so we deal with bad marriages. We yeah. go through, our kids struggle through things. I, I think there are so many things that would change. Just like God, when when they humbled themselves and fasted, God spared their life. Yeah. Well, yeah. So if we humbled ourselves and we begin to fast, what would God yeah. change? What could change in our life? Yeah. And 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 instead of being people saying, well, I've already prayed about it. It doesn't yeah. work. Prayer doesn't work. Yeah. Prayer isn't working. That's what the disciples could have said right. with this demonized boy. Yeah. And they're, you know, they had done it before. Yeah. But why wasn't he moving in this? It, I, I really believe that pride, the, their pride thought, we got it figured out. Yeah. We know what the problem is. So yeah. we're going to pray rather than literally. They thought they had the formula. Right. And they, and they went in with that attitude mm-hmm. of, hey, we got it done. We don't need Jesus. He's up on the mountain. We'll take care of this. Yeah. Rather than really what fasting does, and I think what he was saying to them was, you have the power and authority, mm-hmm. but you didn't have the perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You didn't have the perspective. You see, because when God and the glory of God operates in your life and the yeah. power of God operates on your life, it can at times start to feel like it's you doing it. Yeah alone right because it is you doing it but it's like you doing it alone and fasting brings us back to the perspective that it is me doing it in participation participation with the holy spirit and and in those situations like there's some of you right now you have no faith that your marriage is ever going to change and without faith you're never moving a mountain Mm. and fasting really is the weekly uh activity that we're a part of that brings us back to the perspective of hope mm-hmm. that that uh, God can do anything mm-hmm. for you in your situation. He can do the impossible. Anything you ask, it can be yeah. done for you. Yeah. And I'd encourage you, you got something in your life, fast about it. <laughs> now, don't just go on a diet, but pray. Yeah. What, yeah, right. What, what role does prayer play with fasting? What have you seen that when when you fast and pray, how right. do you use the because when you together? fast, when you're when you're praying in humility, and you're asking in humility, God prospers that He mm. causes it to move what you're praying. One, He gives you clarity on how to pray and what to pray for. But but because you approach the throne boldly 
and in humility, God hears that prayer because you're humbled. You know who yeah. he is. You recognize that. You're fully persuaded that something's going to happen because he's put that faith. He puts that faith in you for yeah. something greater than that. And um, But if you're not fasting yeah. and you haven't aligned that perspective, we can become very impatient. Mm. And we can approach prayer in a manner where, where I've said this before, we pray prayers that don't pray. Yeah. You know, we're, we're just throwing it up there, lobbing a softball up mm -hmm. there and just hoping that maybe God will do it, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna believe, I'm not gonna invest, be just because we don't believe. Yeah, You yeah. know, we don't believe. And you're not gonna, there are things that are not happening in your life because you're <coughs> trying to stir up in you a yeah. belief. Trying to will it. Right, mm -hmm. instead, and out of your own, your own initiative rather than saying god put in me a faith um uh that moves mountains mm -hmm. god you put that in me so that when i pray i pray boldly and and yeah. and that's gonna come really again by fasting I, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna close up here uh on on fasting and i hope that you're getting some of this i hope you're being inspired by fasting um, anything you want to share before I read this? I want to no. read one verse before you're done. Anything you want to add no, to it? Good. So in Matthew 17, 20, it's, uh, I, I just want to really close this with this verse. It says, so Jesus said to them, because you of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, see, <laughs> God doesn't even need to put much faith in you, mm -hmm. even a little. Really? you will say to the mountain move from here to there and it will move and and this is the part i think we can really grasp because i yeah. think it's hard to think of a mountain moving and right. why would we do that and we have all our reasons why that doesn't happen but it says nothing will be impossible for you mm -hmm. and you say well you know there's a lot of things that i thought wouldn't be impossible and i took that and it didn't happen i think a lot of times when we're operating in our pride, mm -hmm. there it isn't going to happen because God is going to oppose it, and, mm -hmm. you know, op oppose what we're doing. And you aren't going to win that wrestling match. Jacob figured that out yep. when he was wrestling with God. And I think if you're in that place where you feel like just nothing's moving, what I would encourage you to do is do something maybe that you're intimidated by and not wait for a church fast and not to tell everybody you know that you're fasting in fact not even to necessarily unless you have to tell your family you're fasting but begin whether it's with a meal mm -hmm. every day but yeah. a meal that you actually eat if you never eat breakfast and say yeah i've been Right. I've been fasting my whole life. <laughs> but begin fasting and I would encourage you to do an entire day and begin fasting. If yeah. you come on, you want this. Yeah. There's some things in your life that that you need a breakthrough in. Yeah. And and I want you to know uh there's so many things that I've shared with people over the years and they just don't see how that could make that big of a difference. Friend this will make that big of a difference in mm -hmm. your life. Mm -hmm. And if you will do this and begin to fast and pray yeah. and make it a part of your life, you're gonna start seeing those dominoes fall Amen. in your life and you're gonna see victories take place and, and you're gonna begin to see people that are gonna come to you and you're gonna pray for them and you're gonna see more and more miracles take mm -hmm. place. And there are people that are not following the Lord who you love, children that you love, yeah. uh, to begin to fast and mm -hmm. pray consistently yeah. over them, consistently and persistently praying. You will, I yeah. promise you, according to the word, you're going to see those things take place. God That's bless right. you. That's Let's right. experience the truth together as we walk in the principles that the word of God gives us and not the opinions of man. God bless you. Have a great, great day.